Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's April 18th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. So, <clears throat> you guys are doing okay today. Yes, I know Walt is because I was on with the Shungite show with him this morning. <coughs> and, uh, and Dolly, you're good, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're good. But good. I don't know what happened to the last couple days. You said this is the 18th? The last yes. I knew it was 4.15. That was last Friday. See, I was telling you, when I texted you that day that I couldn't, I had no time, I think it continued. Yeah, she messaged me and she said, what happened to time? There's no timeline today. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not feeling that because to me that day was, I kept looking at the clock and going like, oh, it's only that time. And I didn't, but I didn't seem to be doing very much. I was, you know, trying to figure out how to do something. And so I was spending a lot of time figuring out how to do it, not doing it. But it, it seemed like it was actually longer. So I don't know about that. It's, uh, you know, we're all in our own unique perspective. And time travels different for everybody, I guess. I guess so. I've really lost those couple of days. Oh, so, so we can actually uh, try to outdo each other and say, oh, my time is better than your time. <laughs> <laughs> I have no time. I can't get in on that. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> You win. Okay. <laughs> I win. <laughs> get the lady a cigar, please. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Dolly, you said you had a, a, well, Walt, is there anything you want to start with? Is there something that, you know, you were thinking about or wanted to talk about? Uh, nope. I, nothing, nothing special. Just work as usual. Working on my stuff, that's all. Well, working on your stuff is not like other people working on things. <laughs> Have you been building anything that... Um, is well, right, right now I'm building an eagle. Oh, yes. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, one or both of our listeners that are involved in it, are, <laughs> she, she was the one uh, chatting with me on, the, on, on today's show earlier, earlier today, where she's the one who had the questions about the, the bees in her house. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I was wondering why'd she move in there if there were so many bees. Yeah, uh, I am. I ended up making a. In fact, that I posted it on the on the on the radio chat on last time because what happened is when I'm making the base, I always I always get a PVC uh, a pipe segment and a and a cover, and with that I make the base. And for some reason. I couldn't get a cover anywhere, so I ended up using 
copper sheathing to make the the base. So what the funny thing is that it ended up looking like a drum, but instead of having a a, a leather membrane, it has a copper membrane and it actually sounds like a drum. <laughs> and I put a picture on the on the radio chat that in that during that show. And uh, one of the uh, listeners, Orion, who is here with us, uh, said that uh, in ancient they they had art um, archaeologists have found that in ancient times there were drums made with metal membranes. They were called tins, T Y N. I I didn't know that, so <laughs> I guess I made a tin. Uh, so that was so it, it, it ended up looking like a shamanic drum the base so where's this going what part of the world pennsylvania oh my god they need it so bad yeah why what's happening there besides the major windstorm what's going on there hello yes I, i'm thinking of how to answer that oh <laughs> let oh, me let me that complex wow oh, okay okay <laughs> let, let, let let me let me put it this way their senator is what's his name the poor man that is being made to suffer in the house of representatives or senate he's in the senate their senator what's his name the guy I that know, had the I brain know, the brain the brain stroke guy oh fetterman fetterman yeah, yeah. yeah their senator is fetterman oh, would that oh. say enough about pennsylvania that they've got oh, some, wow. you know, some poor man that is not—he's not completely there at all. Every, well, every well, you know, that's really good because for someone who wants to get, who knows, there are people who want to or would love that's a passion in their life to have a career in politics, and they feel bad. No, I can't do this because I'm disabled, because this doesn't work or that doesn't work. And here you have living proof that you don't need to be. You you don't need to have all all your senses. Well, you he's, still he's, be a, a senator. <laughs> he's, he's a pawn of the the Democrats. But Nancy, you don't have to worry about him. Oh, because he's not him. That's right. He's been replaced, and that's very evident. Very evident. So I don't sure. I don't worry about him as far as a political figure. I feel really bad for the guy yeah well you he's know? okay now oh he's either dead well, or <laughs> they, re they replaced his brain oh. <laughs> oh, maybe <laughs> okay. I, I with this ai you know and this ai thing is nutty we'll we'll get into it but oh yeah like, i want to talk ai yes every time i turn turn around there's more ai and t today <clears throat> okay Right now, um, I'm going through the Cosmic Reality Chronicles, of which there's many, many hundreds. And I guess about a month ago, I decided that I was going to go back to 2020 when the pan when the, the end of the old world and the beginning of the new world and see, you know, and just start playing those particular shows. And last week, I put something up and it was some it was about something that was also trending. In, in current events now and last night I go and I pull the next one I don't know what it is all I know is the date on it and it's June 30th June 30th of 2020 
And the show is talking about robots, AI. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this show is so synced. It's astounding to me. And at that point, you know, it was like, oh, you got these robots that are going to, you know, do this, that, and the other thing. And um, it, what what happened was that the uh, the robots that were being discussed in that particular episode are, I believe, what, I know one of them, and I think maybe the second one, is been now brought into New York City, the dogs. Yes, they, got- they have been, yes. Yeah, you know, so... Again, I listened to um, Bobby Kennedy, Robert Kennedy Jr., and he he was it was just a blurb, and he said, you know, he, he said he said something about every time I open my mouth up, they'd say it's a conspiracy, but right now a conspiracy is only good for has has a shelf life for about three months. <laughs> so you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. In this time, time is going faster as far as AI goes. But what's the big the thing that you were talking with uh, Dolly before the show about Elon Musk? What's going on with what's going on with this gentleman that you guys were talking about something? But I I don't know what it is that you're discussing. Well, what happened was that a couple of weeks ago, maybe ten days, I don't know. Elon Musk and a number of other artificial intelligence investigators, let me put it that way, came out and said, look it, we've got to be careful here. And these are people that actually are building these things. And the problem was that they've got an AI that they've built that suddenly starts apparently learning things that they it was never taught. Um, I, in one case, I think it had something to do with language. All of a sudden, it knew a language that they never taught it. Really, kind of spooky stuff. Um, and so, some of the some of the you know human programmers became concerned because they didn't know what was happening. So Musk and I don't even know how many others signed a paper saying, "Let's just put a six month moratorium on continuing this." investigation into AI until we can figure out how we can protect ourselves from it. And so they signed this paper and stuff. And so then... uh, One second, may I pause you for one second, please? Uh, If you need to protect yourself from it, why are you working on it? Why are you you putting your energy into building this or developing it if you need to protect yourself? It's like you need to protect yourself from a weapon that will kill you. I mean, what's what's okay? Okay, let me let me let me give it to you this way. And this AI thing is absolutely it's 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 more than trending. It's being obsessive. Last night, Derek was on a radio show and he's producing it. It's going off through our station, everything like I do. So he's doing it. So I'm listening to it. And then the Elon Musk and Tucker Carlson interview comes on at 8 o'clock. So I've got the phone with the station playing. And I'm listening to it in my left ear. And meanwhile, I'm listening to Tucker and Elon. 
And honestly, I was paying more t attention to them. Then Elon got into a subject and it was so important to, for me to focus on it because he was talking about the dangers of, of AI in, sort of in response to your, your question here. Um, but what happened was that I, so I turned off the I turned the, the volume down on the show and then just focused on what Elon was saying. And then there was a commercial. So I turned on the station again and I'm, <laughs> all of a sudden they're talking about A.I. And they're talking about how I don't really know the, the name of it. It's some kind of a new chat thing where you can actually talk to A.I. I forget what they call it. But it's an AI. You're chatting with AI. You know you're chatting with AI. And these guys were touting the benefits of AI and what it can do for us individually. And he's the the guy. And the, I had a lot of respect for what the guy had been saying. And then he gets into this, and it was still. I'm listening to the other side of it. The the question that you said. Why would you do this? Well, he was all excited because. This has the potential for being able to be put into an app, into your own computer. This AI system program that they got right now, put it into your own computer. And then, you know, I mean, I've got seriously 10,000 or more files, not just my, this computer. I've got, you know, drives. I've got six or seven drives of just data. Now, to find something in there is impossible. So I always Google it or other search engine. But this thing will give you the ability to look into your own files and pick out one little thing that you wanted to look, you were trying to look for. So he's all excited and very positive. Well, I have just listened to Elon Musk explain why he thinks AI is more dangerous than nuclear war. <laughs> you know, so there are people out there that are small-minded and only can see what AI can do for them right now, okay? That's one of it. The other part of it is he, he discussed having a conversation with, I guess, Google's CEO. I'm not sure who the guy was. He was naming him. Um, you but mean Jeff Bezos? No, I that's thought Emma, it was Mark that's Zuckerberg. No, no, that's that, the Facebook no. guy. But that, Bezos is the Amazon. No, Google's. And it would bet anyway, it's somebody top in the, in the Google thing who's working, who's very excited about AI. And Musk said, I would go over to his house, I'd visit him, I'd tell him why AI is dangerous and what we have to, to you know. And he just couldn't get it. And so one day he said to me, Your problem is that you're a speciest which means that you want to preserve the human species, all right? And Tucker came right out of his chair. I didn't know what the word meant when he said it. I wasn't even sure I heard it right. And Tucker came right out of his chair and he said, he accused you of somebody who wants the human species to continue? And, and Musk went, yes, that was the last time I talked to him, <laughs> you know? And that's when he went out and tried to set up his own company that would be open source to try to get ahead of this um i'm i i i've got a clip and it's an eight minute clip do you want me to play it now of yes. what he said yeah, okay yeah. all right let me go down and we'll we'll just play this yeah. 
is more dangerous than, say, mismanaged uh, aircraft design or production maintenance or, or, or bad car production uh, in the sense that it is, it has the potential, uh, however small one may regard that probability, but it is non-trivial. It has the potential of civilizational destruction. Elon Musk issuing that dire warning about the use of AI and its major risk to society in an exclusive sit down with Tucker Carlson. And Tucker joins us now on Fox and Friends. Tucker, great to see you. Thanks for being here. Oh, good morning. Good morning. We know you love getting up early. You had many years of training early on. (laughs) I did. (laughs) It's hard. It is. It is. Uh, So talk to us about this interview. Uh, You know, the way he sort of calmly says civilizational destruction is possible as a result of AI. Your big takeaways. Well, he's been saying that for years. And, you know, AI sort of, you know, like bankruptcy, it happens slowly then all at once. We've been hearing about it for years, including Elon Musk warning about its potential, as he said, civilization ending consequences. And then all of a sudden it's here and you can download it onto your phone and play with it, chat GPT. And like, what is this? And so we thought it'd be worth sitting down with the guy who helped create that app he funded its development because he wanted to be able to control it keep it out of the marketplace keep it in a nonprofit. long story there but effectively that was taken away from him um and now you have it as a commercial product owned by hmm. microsoft and and google um but his position has never changed which is if we don't put the brakes on this it could end up destroying everything that we have. This is as dangerous as nuclear weapons. Tucker, uh, interesting word to use, control. I mean, you're a forward-looking guy, big thinker. Is it controllable? And, and if it is controllable, who should control artificial intelligence? Well, that's a, that's a very good point. Um, it doesn't seem like, like a virus. You know, we have these, these illusions, these delusions of control. We can keep it under control. Lock it down. But really, it's beyond human control. That's the fear. Um, I mean, I, I guess on some level, it's controllable because it, it lives on server farms that you know presumably could be could be blown up if need be. Uh, but the deeper problem is not simply that it will become autonomous and turn us all into slaves, but that it will control our understanding of reality and do it in a really dishonest way. It could be programmed to lie to us mm-hmm. um, for political effect. And by the way, if you go on it, I mean, just play around with it, type in crime stats, like where are these crimes? Who's committing these crimes and where? It will lie to you about government data on crime and probably a lot of other things. That's terrifying because you could imagine a future a year or two from now where all of our understanding of the world around us is determined by AI, and it's lying to us. So um, that has huge implications for, say, the presidential election in 2024 and everything else. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because we do have that clip. Watch this. What's happening is they're training the AI to lie. Yes. It's bad. To lie. To That's lie. exactly right. And to yes. withhold information. To lie and, and yes, you comment on some things, not comment on other things. But, but not to say what, it, what, what the data uh, actually uh, demands that it say. How did it get this way? I thought it's, 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 you funded it at the beginning. What happened? Yeah, well, that would be ironic. But faith, the most ironic outcome is the most likely, it seems. Um. <laughs> you know, Tucker, that is interesting that he, he helped fund it in the beginning. He talks about these programmers being left wing. So if you go on chat GPT and you ask, who is Donald Trump, or that you, you ask who is Joe Biden, will you get completely skewed answers? 
I think it's probably more subtle and more insidious than mm-hmm. that. But look, the main struggle of our time is the struggle to control information, to control what we know and therefore the conclusions that we draw from the information. The Internet is a huge threat to people like Chuck Schumer, people who want political power. And so what you're seeing right now is the U.S. Congress, is the government, try to seize control of the way AI is developed because it's always developing, it's always becoming stronger and more knowledgeable early in order to bake the dishonesty into mm. it in order to control the minds of the American population. This is a direct attack on democracy. You can't have a democracy unless people know what's happening, right? Unless they can cast an informed vote. And the effort by Washington, to some extent on a bipartisan basis, is to prevent you from knowing what's happening in the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, you've done a Tucker Carlson t- uh today with uh, the founders of uh, Wikipedia, it, sa- yes. same thing, you know, that had a attempted to have a, effectively an encyclopedia of all knowledge and it turned into a left wing engine. And you can definitely see the potential for this here. You broke some news too, Tucker, in this interview about what Elon Musk might be doing about it. Here's the clip. We're going to start something which you called Truth GBT or uh, a maximum truth seeking AI that tries to understand the nature of the universe. And I think this this might be the best path to safety in the sense that an AI that cares about understanding the universe uh, is unlikely to annihilate humans because we are an interesting part of the universe. So dueling GPTs, the idea that it could it be like much like our media, you, you go where you go and based on what you believe. You just need an option. That's exactly right. Now, as to his point about controlling the universe and destroying humanity, (laughs) my brain's not large enough to understand that, though I think we should pay attention to his conclusions because his brain is. But just as a question of truth, you just need an option. You just need a place to go where they're not lying to you or maybe not even lying to you as much, where you can get the information and make your own decisions about it. And people like Schumer, and you really can't overstate the evil, the malice behind their intent here. Their intent is to control what you know and therefore control your brain. That's not an overstatement. And so you just need an option um, in the way that Fox News provides an option, which is one of the reasons they're Mm. always trying, staying up late, trying to shut us down, because they don't want you to have an alternate way of knowing what's happening in the world. Tucker, what did you think of him? What was he like? He's hilarious. (laughs) Um, He's hilarious. And he started by saying... I mean, this is, I, I was amused anyway. I'm very easily amused, but, and I appreciate being amused, especially right now. But he said, you know, I bought Twitter for $44 billion and now it's worth $22 billion. So obviously I'm a brilliant businessman. <laughs> Dead panic. <laughs> so, no, he's very, very funny. Extremely funny. Loves puns. Loves wordplay. You know, and humor suggests a kind of ironic detachment from yourself. It suggests wisdom. You have yourself in perspective. People who take themselves too seriously, mm-hmm. uh, like Stalin, uh, or Chuck Schumer make me very uncomfortable and should make us all uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, if you don't know how ridiculous you are, you're a threat <laughs> to the rest of us. So, uh, Tucker, really quickly before we go, uh, let's take one more watch of what we can ex- expect tonight on Tucker Carlson's Night. And this is about what he discovered once he bought Twitter. The degree to which uh, various government agencies had effectively had full access to everything that was going on on Twitter uh, blew my mind. Um, I was not aware of that. Would that include people's DMs? Uh, yes. <laughs> Tucker, yeah. uh, I don't want you to give it away because uh, we'll all be watching at 8 o'clock tonight. But what was your biggest jaw-dropper moment of this interview? Well, Twitter is the smallest of the social media apps, but it's the one that's used by the people with power. I mean, it's everyone sitting on the set right now. It's every government official. It's, you know, it's every head of state. And 
all of their private messages were being read, not just by the U.S. intel agencies, but by a bunch of different governments. I mean, that's that's like an unbelievable fact. The whole thing was a honey trap um, in order to surveil people and then to propagate propaganda like that's That's insane. Mm. I, I didn't really understand that. That is incredible. And, and Twitter's the only one we know about. So who knows what's going on? Yeah, well, exactly. exactly. That's right. Well, do not miss Tucker's interview with Elon Musk on Tucker Carlson tonight at 8 p.m. And we hope you, you will also check out the new Tucker Carlson original special called Let Them Eat Bugs. <laughs> and it looks, Tucker, like you tried a bug or two. It does look like that. <laughs> I'll eat anything, as you know. <laughs> Just oh. dip it in chocolate. <laughs> thank All you, right. Tucker. Thank you, Tucker. Thanks Great for, to see thanks you. Thanks for having me. Good see you guys. See you. you are. So that was just a taste of it. And if you can find uh, the full show and tonight he's going to do another hour with uh, Elon. One of the things that I want to point out that wasn't on that clip was something that Elon said at one point. Uh, it was sort of and let me see if I can bring this back. Tucker Tucker asked a question that I guess is the heart of everything, which is um well, can, can these can these AIs eventually understand how to make great art or appreciate great beauty or, you know, have emotions? And, um, you know, then Tucker went on. Well, Elon gives he, he, he points out and they were showing these artworks done by AI that were stunning, absolutely stunning. He said they already can make stunning artwork. And um, so he answered him, and then Tucker came back. He said, and Tucker was like, but human beings have a, a connection to, to the God source. Is, is there any potential that, that, you know, these AI can get there? And he said, it's like, I'm, I'm a spirit, but I'm, I'm a body, but I'm also got a spirit, spiritual, uh, you know, component to myself. And Musk said, I think that Tucker asked him, do you feel that way? And he said, well, yes, I I feel like, you know, I, I'm outside of my body. He said, but that could be a delusion. <laughs> you know, and it was like a very profound statement. And I, because I've asked myself that too, you know, and I think probably anybody that's in the business we are, which is trying to, understand the cosmic rules and regulations um, and how it all works together. Uh, you know, from time to time, we all probably have that. But is it a delusion? Because we see so much delusion around us that how do you know what's real and isn't? And again, the concept of reality is what you think it is. And the, you know, uh, majority wins. But the third one, Anybody that's in charge of a given reality will keep everybody else from knowing rule one and two. Well, how best to do that than to to absolutely have a matrix control over people and the concept of an AI that feeds you what it wants you to know, and it's the only source of information. I got to say uh, that the uh, script writers for the series <clears throat> Star Trek: the, the Next Generation were really ahead of their time because the series lasted 10 years, 10 seasons. And I, I cannot say which season it was, but there was a specific episode that hits the very heart of what's being discussed now. If you remember, uh, 
inside the the the, uh, the Starship Enterprise, there was this thing called a holodeck, a very large space, and they could uh, use their uh, uh, transportation technology to actually create 3D solid objects. So you could create, uh, you know, uh, characters. You could create a, a, a building, a, a house, anything you wanted, and it was all. You could you could all touch it and interact with it because it was all based on the transport technology. And if you remember, one of the main characters of the series was Mr. Data. He was unique because he had a his creator, Dr. Nunian Sung, was able to create a positronic-based brain, not electronic but positronic and he was the only one who was able to achieve it others had failed in trying to control that and and uh, if you remember they, throughout the series data was referred not as an android but he was referred as a synthetic life form so he had been given rights to life as a as a life form it's just that his his nature was synthetic not he wasn't born from uh, any living organic being. So, throughout the series, there are several episodes revolving around adventures of the things that happen in the holodeck or, or outside the holodeck that have to do with what had been done in the holodeck and so on and so forth. So, in one of the episodes, one of the adventures that, uh, that uh, Data liked playing with other characters is uh, he had um, he went into the uh, holodeck and they did a simulation where he played the role of uh, Sherlock Holmes and Gordy LaForge, the head of engineering, he played the role of Dr. Watson. So as the story progressed, with a, with a, uh, a couple of of uh, artificial characters showed up playing the role of uh, clients seeking the help of uh, Sherlock Holmes. So the data started telling the, the person what's what's happening and why it's happening and it's like if he was he he had so he was so uh, knowledgeable of the entire case is that there really there was no there was no guesswork there was no detective work involved because data knew too much on on the on the whole story how the story developed so Gordy LaForge had this an interesting notion. He said, because they needed, the, the, the problem was that they needed to give the, the system computer, the computer that runs the entire starship, they, she needed to be told the parameters of the program to be run for data. And because data was so incredibly advanced with this positronic brain and everything, Gordy LaForge said these very interesting words. He said to the computer to come up with a, a character, an, a nemesis for Data's Sherlock Holmes that would be capable of defeating Sherlock Holmes being played by Data. So by doing that, the computer made a, a leap in design, in in a leap in concept, created a, a, a holographic character played by a by a character by an actor playing the role of Dr. Moriarty, who could 
defeat data. So what this character did, he 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 had so much, he was given so many capabilities by the system's computer that it could actually control the, the, the starship from inside the holodeck. So it was quite a challenge, a challenge in, the, in the story to get data to defeat this uh, AI character because he, it was incredible. He was actually taking over the machine and, uh, and the character then demanded the, the presence of Sherlock Holmes, otherwise he would destroy the starship. So it was quite an adventure. So what was very, the, the solution to the problem? <laughs> they created an, an artificial environment so that the, the character was allowed to leave the holodeck because he couldn't. He was a, a holographic character. So they had to come up with a fake holodeck that it made it look like the character moved out of the holodeck and was able to leave the starship in a, in a shuttlecraft. But everything was running inside the memory, a comp an isolated computer memory. So it was quite a, a quandary that the, the crew faced with this thing that was so intelligent that it was actually able to defeat data at one point of the story. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what you get because you ask the computer, okay, give me somebody so bright that I can't defeat it, you know? <laughs> Which is basically what they've done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know? they've done, they, they've also done something interesting. I think they've done the opposite. It's not that they made the AI so intelligent. It's that they've dumbed down humanity. Look, we've been talking about this for a long time, how they keep dumbing people down in schools. No, no, no question there. In school is like nobody can write in cursive. Nobody can do this. Nobody can things that was not commonplace in the 60s and 50s. Now, no, no student can do it. What? They never seen it. Then they, they never touched it. So they systematically made people dumber and dumber and dumber. They are so dumb to the point that now the machines look incredibly smart. Because like, for, for example, when you guys were talking about the new ma mathematics, that there were, you had to do 17 different steps just to add two numbers, whereas before you could add two plus two, no, now you have to do all these funky steps. And you described it to me and I said, oh, it's assembler language. That's what you write when you want to write in, in machine language. Machine language is one level above binary. You know that all computers, all they can do is ones and zeros. Well, one step above that is something called assembler, machine language. And in machine language, you do things the way you described it, that kids are being taught to do. So they're actually dumbing kids down in order to make the machine look smart. Because there's no way that we can be that dumb because we're, we're smack in the middle of, of this spiritual war and smack in the middle of this ascension. So this, you can't go back. When it comes to evolution, you, there's no way to go back. Once you know something, you know something. You might forget it for a little bit, but you're not going to forget it forever. So now I think that that's, that that's the manipulation. They've dumbed people down so much so that the machine language sounds incredibly advanced, when in reality it isn't. Well, didn't you tell me that the new math was actually computer programming? Yes, it's called assembler. 
assembler. Well, mm -hmm. one of the guys that was talking about the dangers of AI said that the 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 the, the code itself was being generated by the AI and that the people that had made the AI couldn't even break the code already. He was one of the people that signed that document saying, whoa, 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 something's going haywire here. It's doing things we can't, we don't understand. <laughs> I've been telling people since Terminator came out, pay attention to Terminator. We're headed that way. Well, we're already there. Well, they actually, uh, Tucker said something to him about Terminator. And Musk said, oh, the Terminators are just your outside face. He said, we're already, you know, confronting the the AI and the computers. And, you know, it's true. Somebody said, because every time you turn around, somebody's talking about AI. But somebody said, you got to realize that you're already part of the machine. The machine's already got you. You can't get from one point to another without going GPS. What do you think that is? It's AI. You know, all the social media, what do you think it is? AI. It's it's all around us. There's cell phones. Every well, place well, one of the things that I don't hear them exploring is okay, does the does the AI understand the notion of good and evil? Does does it understand the notion and, and of You oh, never oh. you never hear that <laughs> you never hear that come up. Uh, uh. Okay, I've never heard that question, um, except in the in the standpoint of what Musk begins to explain as the only out that he can see. And he said, if we, because he he defined uh, made two definitions: one of AI that is like the stuff that makes things go, you know, the stuff we're used to right now, and that he thinks can uh, be programmed to a point of being extremely dangerous because if somebody wanted to uh, reprogram AI in your phone with some master jammer type of thing, it could reprogram the phone to think in terms of you have to get rid of human beings. And you have so, to pass this, this message on. So the phone is near a computer, and all of a sudden the message is sent to the computer, or the computer sends it in the phone. All of a sudden, every piece of equipment that you have in this basic AI configuration, okay, can be reprogrammed to a point that they're all going to kill you. And so, so now more than ever, then we need Shungite. Because we know for a fact that Shungite refuses to hurt us. It refuses to, to participate in evil. You, you, if you try to do something evil with Shungite, it doesn't work. We, we didn't. We, did you teach Shungite that? I didn't. Correct. Who, who, who taught Shungite that? Well, or, let's see. Somebody okay. must be above AI. <laughs> Musk gets into it, he says, because he said the only way that he can see to get out of this is to program the AI from the get-go to learn about cosmic reality, to be inquisitive into 
the nature of things. And he said, because it was weird, he never used the word love, because he said, in that way, they'll see that the human species is something that you should keep because it's part of this cosmic universe. And then he was like, or at least I hope that would happen, <laughs> you know. So he is very funny. Um, but it's the concept of you, you can bring AI into the environment if the people who are in control of it are turning it towards assisting in understanding the universe, not as a conquering energy form that well, might have to get rid of something. In, 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 in one episode of uh, Andrew Barsis, he actually spoke about that. He said that it was AI was working at helping humanity by taking control of the, uh, the monetary system. It was working to help humanity because it wanted to help humanity. It, it wanted to take the control away from the cabal. So according to him, in one of his episodes, it was actually working actively against the cabal because it cared for humanity. It didn't care for this tiny group of uh, sociopaths. So obviously, it's, it's, if, if it's true what he said, it's already there. It's already working to help humanity, not destroy it. But uh, unfortunately, we have this paranoia programmed onto us by, the, by none other than the beautiful cabal, cabal who programmed us to be afraid of everything. And be suspicious of everything. Why? Why is it that we don't love each other? Why is it that we go out on the street and you have to, and, and you have to be suspicious of everyone you meet? Who? Who? Can you afford to tell your children? Oh yes, every stranger you meet, and make sure you kiss them. No, you can't do that because you don't want to lose your children, right? So who? Who taught us to be this way? To be suspicious of, of every stranger, every every neighbor, everyone, and well, it's the cabal, because it was it was the way they programmed us. So we have to get out from under from all that programming if we're going to be exploring reality truly. You know, I mean, look at uh, alien civilizations; they know all about AI because they have AI. But it, it's funny because. For them, they don't they don't bother writing programs. Their AI is is the most basic and most natural form of AI. It's a it's a living soul occupying a, a ship's body. This the same technology that our ancestors discovered in the time of the bedrooms, the, the in the dolmens, where you could actually have a soul intelligence inhabit an uh, this the stone construction that would be the equivalent of a computer AI. It's just that you need you need a living human to interact with it because it's a, it's a spiritual entity inhabiting a, a, a stone. Uh, look at the, the crystal skulls that have been found in different parts of the world. They have between one and three souls inhabiting the, those crystal, uh, crystal structures. So that that's an AI. That's an AI computer. It doesn't it doesn't have any organics, but it's it's a it's a natural soul. It wasn't it wasn't made in a, in a factory. It's a natural soul, like all souls are natural. They're not made in a factory. 
So we do, we shouldn't be afraid of a be of AI because it's actually a natural thing in our evolution. We have already created it. Look at all these crystal skulls that were found in the Americas. That that's that's there. You have it. Living AI. This soul never grows old. It doesn't understand the concept of time. A million years is the same as one minute for them. So we're terrified because everything that's somebody somebody creates or somebody has this original idea, they it has to be turned and it had to for something destructive. How look at look at uh, the subject of in, inventions. Every time somebody comes up with something useful, no, they have to find the angle how to turn it into a web. Haven't we discussed this subject before? Why is it that every time something positive gets no, they have to weaponize it. They discover a new uh, therapy to cure, I don't know, what, whatever it is, bad smell or something. No, it has to, okay, what can we, how can we weaponize this so we can kill whole people, whole cities full of people with this therapy to cure bad smell? I don't know. How so, <laughs> There you have it. <laughs> So that's that's the that's the problem. Dolly, did you say Soros? <laughs> no, she said. <laughs> Is that what you said? Cow no, farts. I said cow farts, but it's the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I thought you said Soros. It worked. He could have been. Well, well, that was that 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 uh, you took uh, reality sci-fi to a new level here, Walter. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Well, why? Um, I, because it's like, oh, it's it's what what is real? You know, I mean, it that's it's what we think it is. Yeah. Well, that, that that's what I was saying. The um, the alien ships, like 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 uh, the Andromedans, they're living ships. They're not machines in the sense of a dead machine that it. It can only do program instructions, and that's about it. No, they, they are actually inhabited by a living soul. So it never, never, crossed, never crossed my mind. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's like when you were saying it, my mind is going like, uh, okay, that sounds right, but you're, you're fighting your 3D imaging, Except in my case, I went from fight, you know, starting that fight into the realization that I've got a, a figurine over there called Rosie that I talk to. I know there's a spirit in there. And I guess I had some kind of a weird thing where I could accept spirits in something, but you're talking about a soul. You know, what? What would you say is the difference between spirit and soul? Is it just the, the words, or is there a layer there? The, the only way that I can explain it, the definition that I gave it, is the, the soul is the anthropomorphic form of spirit. Spirit has no form, but the soul has form. You can actually, you can actually, for those people that have the sight, like Dali, who can see the beings on the other side, you can actually see a soul form, and it, it looks like a human. 
So it's an anthropomorphic okay, okay, projection okay, okay. of okay. spirit. In, in the case of Rosie, okay, which is like a dragon made from uh, basically let's think of plastic dragon that Derek has made. Okay, so you got Rosie. So what happens, you're saying, or, or if I get you right, is that the spirit energy comes into that form. And so at that moment, there is a soul created within that form. But here's that the period. Okay. But only, only because you loved it. Uh-huh. Otherwise, uh -huh. otherwise it's, it's just a toy. You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. Well, that was profound. See, yeah. I, know, I knew that my teddy bear had soul, spirit, you know. Um, I know that rocks have spirits. And they come in all sorts of different versions of, you know, just... Funny little characters to, you know, like sometimes very deep thinking, I think, you know, so n now you've got a universe out there that is just not it's alive. It's, it's, a, it, it's, it's, alive. Unbelievable, it's unbelievably alive, you know, it's like it goes on and on and on and on and on. It's like the matrix starts falling and all of a sudden you see, I'm, oh, my I'm, God, there's layers no, and layers no. and layers. Think of this, think of this angle. Where, where, why are we terrified about AI? In essence, we are terrified of AI because we live in supposedly, air quotes here, a dead universe. Everything is supposedly dead, unless you're only only organic or human beings can be alive or plants, but mo mostly everything else is dead, where the opposite is true, because you, you just said it, rocks are alive. It's a different kind of life, a different kind of consciousness, but they're still alive. We, I have always thought that everything has a consciousness. There it I, is. I talk to everything. Yeah. Always have. The chair, the cushion in the chair. Look at Mr. But, Turtle. Mr. Yeah. Turtle is made with resin and metals and crystals, and yet you talk to it and it and it tells you things, it goes places. It, it how could it do that if it's not alive? And you're obviously you're not you're not insane. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> yeah. So we this this business of living in a dead. I mean, well, even Anastasia points that out. The the reality of the this old three D reality. Uh, it's focused entirely on death. They never talk about life. They, they, for the Vedrus, there was no death. It was it, there was always eternal life in nature. It just it just keeps morphing and it keeps uh, uh, evolving, but it never dies. People the, the, they give up the body and they, they come in in a different body and people would remember their previous lives. And you're talking to some. You're talking to some child, and it turns out that he's an old uncle, and they took it for granted. It, it, to them, it wasn't special knowledge. It was just life as it was. So when this, cre this thing called the Cabal made its appearance, that's when everything went south, because the, 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 uh, the majority of the people, uh, it's, they're so focused on death. You know, you build giant 
cemeteries, statues, mausoleums. I mean, this this all cult behind focus on death. Look at the the the, the people that that said the, that speak so much about Jesus, yet they won't take him off that cross. Here they have this character nailed to the cross, bleeding in a state of object pain, and yet they are worshiping this. That drives me crazy. This 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 image of pain. This is what you're worshiping. You know, think about how you your your belief has been manipulated to create this very horrible reality. So that that's why they're it AI terrifies them. Because it, it the same the same way they, they don't need they don't want to touch the subject of placebo. Could it be our patients are more powerful than all powerful doctors? Hmm? Who knows? Maybe. Well, they, they, don't, they don't want to touch that. We don't want to tell people they are so powerful. Well, same thing with the, the, this thing. They, they want people focused on death. Why? Because there's actually there's more. There is no there is no death. There's just life that keeps evolving and changing and going from one thing to another thing, but it, it never ends. But yet they were programmed from birth. We have to be terrified of death. Well, because oh, this the end. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing afterwards. <laughs> That's why this old yeah, reality it, just has to collapse and go away forever. Please. <laughs> well, if if you as an individual can feel a knowingness that you are eternal, that this is only a you know a, a chapter in your book. Um, then there is no fear, you know, because of what you're talking about. They put the death concept because, oh my God, if you if you if you die, you're you're dead. And in some religions, if you die, that's it. <laughs> you know, no coming back. In a lot of religions, of course, it is reincarnation. You're going to come back and back and back and back. Okay, so you've got that kind of a of a threat thing you know you want to preserve what you know that i want you're comfortable with what you know so they set that thing up and yes you're you're continually worrying about the the concept of death but if you realize that you know you don't end at death then you have a totally different inter relationship with yourself and with the experiences because there's no point in being fearful. No, but I then guess, you but then you end up starving them. That's so so mean. Oh well, yes. <laughs> well, you know, my my thing is that if if I'm not afraid of death. Death is an opening to another experience. It's the dying that's a bitch. But if as metaphysicians and healers and you know, people that see energy, if we realize that dying, being a bitch, is because people aren't prepared to die. And you keep resisting. And you, you keep resisting. <clears throat> it's energy. The more you hold on, the worse your body's going to get until you're, you, you got no decision there. And, you know, somebody was talking about the Native American concept of, of you prepare people for the transition into death. You don't fear it. You rejoice in it. 
And, you know, if we could bring that back into the equation, then they, they, the cabal, the dark side, they would have nothing to make us fearful if we didn't fear death, that they made us fear. It's very interesting how they've mind controlled us in so many different ways. That's the, that's the thing that's changing because Nelia Benz spoke about this, that the, the old reality is the light paradigm and the dark paradigm. You always have these two forces playing against each other. She says, in the new reality, it's just the light paradigm. So you have to decide that that's the big separation, the big split that's happening. You, if you, do you want a life paradigm where you don't have to struggle with everything all the time because it's always light against dark? Or do you want a light paradigm where you don't have to struggle? And life is this discovery, it's adventure. Because yes, there are challenges, but there are challenges to advance and to move forward. So you get, life becomes enjoyable. You don't have to constantly struggle or light, good against bad evil against this and all and constantly fight you know they say one of the big arguments they say oh yes you need the dark to appreciate the light and and Inelia Benz laughs when she hears that because she says no that's just a line there's really it doesn't help you appreciate anything it just holds you back and 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 I look at this and and you and you think about it centuries and centuries of fighting and fighting and killing, you know, really, this is helping me appreciate what's good. This is helping me appreciate the light. No, it isn't. It's holding me back. Because every time you want to make a bit of, a, a little, little bit of progress, oh, another piece of adversity, something else to fight against. And it just gets boring. I'm sorry. It's just, it gets to a point where you say, okay, why bother? If it's always going to, no matter how much good I do, there's always going to be this, this crappy thing rearing its ugly head. So the, the answer is, okay, we're moving into a new reality. We're moving into a light paradigm. We don't have to fight against anything. We can actually use our energy to evolve and progress and discover new things and enjoy those new things because there's nothing to fight against. You know, isn't that a more interesting reality than just fighting all the time. I mean, that's that's why I I got tired. Once I played my fill with a uh, World of Warcraft. Remember when you pointed me to that game that Annie of Edisian plays? Uh, I, once I once I played it and I got to a certain level. I, I I said this isn't going anywhere. It's just fighting, and there's no end to it because the subject is to fight. And it gets pretty boring after a while because, okay, um, what, what, what am I going to get at the end? Oh, no, more fighting. That's it. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, we're, we're coming up to the break here. And this is uh, uh, rather long, but it's the only song that would seem to fit the conversation we're having. So it's I said that I would sing. Oh. And it's... Is, it's Kirtana, and it's five minutes. I first heard about this place This little lump of clay 
on a message board in space about a billion stars away the ad red floating garden orb circling the sun help us build a heaven here we need one more volunteer so I said that I would come I was asked when I applied to name some service I could bring I think service should be choice so I said that I would see Yes, I got the job And I don't mean to complain But it's not like they described In that little classified That I read before I came Unless I know Mr. Turn Even the right place Had I fallen for a scam Or was it more a fall from grace Oh, it's beautiful, all right How I love the desert sky And the quiet mountain lake enough to make me cry But I did not come prepared For the density or strife For the cruel and inhumane Injustices and pain That can pass here for life So from very early on I grew restless here Because Of this longing to go home Though I could not say where home was And in answer to my prayer Or more truthfully my scream my beloved self appeared Come to wake me from this dream And with a diamond voice declared Home is not some distant star Or some heavenly reward But your days are marching toward truth of who you are An awareness so immense It holds all of this inside She's 
spoke, my mind fell still, but my tears would not subside. And from the arms of grace, I knew that all suffering could cease. If we could rest in this embrace. Just trusted in this peace to even try to find the words can be a sacrilegious thing. So I'd just soon be silent. But I said that I would sing. And welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Show. It's April 18th, 2023. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Okay then, you guys back? And then that's it, I would talk. I love that song. Yes, it's special. I so have one thing to add to AI. Why is Dolly echoing like crazy? Yes. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. And not anymore. Not anymore. No. See, you you fixed it. <laughs> Maybe every time you do a one of your dimensional shifts, that's what creates the echo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my mute. I had to mute my mic. This happened. This happened with um, Derek too last night when he was producing. It's um, something that's we both have the same mic, a Blue Yeti, and it's something to do with the way the mic works. But I was on Skype doing a recording, and there was no echoing in it. It's when we connect with the station somehow that there's some kind of a weird feedback. But there was also an energetic energy surge during that that song. You see, the music, you know, I don't know very many people now that do this music thing in the middle of a show. But to me, it's it's very, very critical. Because when we get together, there's a few thousand of us, I don't know how many. But when we listen to the, to, to the show, it's like you're in a, a time capsule and you're all in the same time. It's all happening. So... And we focus on a song, and we get into the song. That means that thousands of people are into that same one moment. And very often, that that's when I will open up and, and just imagine all the people out there that are simultaneously listening to that same song. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a moment of, of power, if you want to, power in, in the concept of, Finding an inner peace, inner peace, you know, that you're so connected with all these other people. So, um, yeah, I, I that's why I do these songs in between things. Anyway, so. I, I have an AI thing I want to add before we leave. Okay. This is literally breaking news. Um, they have AI scams now where parents are called up and 
their child is supposedly kidnapped and they put the child on the phone to beg for the parents to pay the fee, but it's not the child, it's an AI. And that it sounds exactly like the child. So they're doing this scam now. Just want to make you all aware of that. Are there so, any uh, are there any documented cases? Yes. They they were on the news. Oh. Yes. And there were two mothers that were saying, Don't be fooled by this. But how did how they, how did they re uh, I I saw the, the, the thing, but how did they how did the two mothers realize it was a scam? What 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 tipped them off? I don't know. And that's what okay. I was concerned with. How do you know? How do you figure out that's not your child? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I remember now. Okay. What happened was that one woman was conversing with a supposed kidnapper, but got her husband on the phone who had... Oh, yes. That was how it happened. So before yeah. the call even finished, she already knew her daughter was safe. The child was with the husband all day. Yeah. Yep. I had forgotten that part. I did too. I got a little image in my head, a whispering of what the story was, and I went. <laughs> I guess it's important to tell. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. there you have it. Technology that could be useful in saving lives being used for, you know, doing evil. So I suggest that if anybody gets into that kind of a situation, what you should do, do is say. What was your great-grandmother's name? Yes. The AI, I, I, I mean, they may have that information, but not likely, because these people are just nasty little hackers. You know, this is yeah. just a, you know. There's another but, breaking news in New York. A three-floor garage collapsed. Today. They don't know how many floors. It had to be two floors at the least collapsed in New York. Um, they were rescuing people because I saw them bringing people out in the stretchers. They don't know how many people are in there, if there are any. And, well, there were because they brought them out on stretchers. But the timing is what got to me. The timing was around 4.30. People get out of work at 5, and some at 4.30, 4 and 4.30. So uh, it would be difficult to know how many people that they need to rescue from the garage, and they don't know if the, uh, uh, the collapsing of the floors in the garage have weakened the structures of the buildings beside them that are attached to them. So uh, that just happened before I came on the show. It sounds like a converted building. It was a factory or something and it was turned into these garages? I don't know. I told you everything I know. Mm. Was that on your list? Yes. I have yeah. some more. 
Good, good. Give us another one. Okay, in Compton, California, there's a mayor who is saying she needs to hire 1,000 police officers to replace the 1,000 police officers who left due to retirement, just plain quitting uh, for one reason or another because they weren't being supported. Can't blame them. I'd have left too. I wanted to see the mayor pulled my pants down and said, kiss my ass. But, uh, so was the hiring strategy? <laughs> uh, yeah, she's. that's why she was on TV, I believe, because they aren't going to, they they aren't getting applicants. <laughs> Would you apply? For that department that was defunding police very loudly, very obnoxiously. That, that sounds like you know that sounds exactly like a like a strip. Uh, uh, there's a, a cartoonist named Gary Larson, and he he would write this uh, comic strip called The Far Side, and it was always uh, strange, almost metaphysical. Some of the jokes. And, the, and and I remember seeing one of the jokes, it was a single panel joke where somebody's opening an, a newspaper and it says, and then one day an honest wanted ad appeared in the paper. And then the man is looking at the paper and the, and the, and the title of the wanted ad says, shit job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many applicants they got. <laughs> oh. Who knows? There are people that love that. I don't know. And I uh, have another one that's live off the news. Uh, in New York, there somebody or somebody's got arrested because they have set up a secret Chinese police station i don't know how secret it is other than if you mm -hmm. can't read chinese you wouldn't know it was a police station because they've got these big uh storefront uh tall windows and they have chinese written in the windows two stories at least that i saw so they they arrested at least one person that i saw for that today the Chinese are, they've been here for a long time, but now people are just starting to uh, talk about it, in my opinion. Because <clears throat> they've been buying up land since I was a teenager and remember. And it was a big deal back then when I was a teenager. They're saying, oh my gosh, all these all these foreign people are buying up our, our lands, our farmlands, our ra ranch lands, our... They're buying up all America's land. They're going to take over someday. Well, I think we've arrived where they're really trying to to fulfill that uh, desire. I don't think they'll be able to, but they have a strong, uh, a strong I, stronghold in. I, I always wondered that. How does somebody living in a on a foreign line? By, I mean, is there a special process or a special law? Because when I was living in New York and I wanted 
to buy a, a, a mobile home here in Minnesota, the number one objection that I got from every bank was not my my income. It was, oh, you you don't live in Minnesota. You can't you can't buy land in Minnesota because you don't live there. So how do people buy? How do people have houses in other states? Nobody explained that to me. I won't explain that. But I mean, because you can. Yes, in the states, it's a different thing. But what what it is is that there is a department in the commerce, maybe I don't know, that was supposed to look over and approve any foreign acquisition of American territory. But from what the hell was it? It was like crazy. It was like years ago they stopped fulfilling that mission because they didn't have enough staff. That was the reason. And now it's something like 400,000 acres of prime land in America owned by the Chinese. And when I was in the, um, you know, when I was the, the uh, office manager for that machine shop, we had to buy a lot of aluminum and other things. And one of the things that we had happen was that the aluminum companies, the suppliers of aluminum to us to make our products were taken over by Chinese companies, one after the other. And then I was talking to a company in Connecticut and they were the ones that supplied us with pins and pins are kind of like nails that you use in um, with metal and they compress you put pressure on them and they compress compress at each end to hold metal parts together and because they this was a weapon it had to be of uh, a high level of specification and this was the company that made these, so I've been dealing with them for years. And I make an order, and then one of the uh, vice president, I think he was, called me, and he said, Nancy, can you get these anyplace else? And I said, no, I only get them from you. And he told me that China had bought up all the, I guess he called it pig iron, that they needed to make the pins and that they couldn't even get a hold of the basic raw materials because China had control of it. And that was all way back 20, before 2013 that this all was happening. So it's been happening for, you know, decades. Anyway, are you guys there? Yes. Yep. Okay. I hope our listeners are there. <laughs> Well, I think it's been interesting uh, what we've been talking about. And they can always put in there, oh, Mona says, one world order. Yeah, I I see what you're saying, Mona. Uh, I, listener, chatters who are in the chat room, please put your comments in there. Ask us questions or comment on it. We enjoy that. We will respond. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I will respond. Okay, you, you keep an eye on it. Um, okay, so okay, so then the other e Elon Musk subject is the mask. 
does he have a mask or not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, tell me what you thought. Oh, absolutely. The, well, this is a new Elon Musk, you know. He was replaced a, a while back. He he was really mean, nasty, the other Musk, the original one, but he's been replaced. And I was looking at the pictures, comparing one to another. Yeah, he is different for sure. He His face is now, uh, his chin is uh, wider. The original Elon had a, a narrower face. Uh, and and the, you proved that the mark, the really red mark on his neck, I, I was wondering, did Elon get beat up because he's got wrinkles up by his hairline on the right side of his face, and it's there seems to be a line that follows down his face. Uh, and the mask looks pretty wrinkled up in certain areas on his face. There's another picture of him that I saw where he had a whole bunch of long wrinkle lines coming from the corners of his eyes that went down his face, and then he had too long, well, what you would say, you would call them dimples, but they were two long lines in the, the dimple places. And the, what I saw when he was on uh, Tucker, now the, if he got beat up or ran into something, his bottom lip was, was uh, had a red mark, uh, what do you call it? Like maybe somebody hit him in the mouth or like or a maybe, bruise? maybe he had a sore. What did you say? A bruise? It, yeah, but more like a cut that was that's busy trying to heal over. That kind of a red. And um it, I can definitely see where he wears a mask. Um it doesn't seem to come down low enough for his for, to cover the. Uh, <laughs> I call it, I call it the chain mark because it looks like he had a chain on and somebody pulled it off and from the back, and it left that red mark there. Um, so yeah, I think he's replaced, but I think it's a white hat thing because the things he's doing now. This new guy are really good. They're good things. Would the bossy tell you so, if you um, ask them? Oh, I always forget to ask them to walk. Because I don't, I want to try to live my life on my own without asking them every breath I take. Let me think. Let, you guys go ahead and talk and I'll see if they want to answer. Oh, she's pulled a privacy chain, Nancy. Yes, she did. Okay, so let's just look. Let's just look at that. Um, uh, where is it? Oh, you said oh. you had a clip, four-minute clip. Yeah, but that's on something else. Um, okay, Elon Musk. Okay, and okay, so yes, I detected a. I, I all I did was stare at his neck. And I've got a 
ugly big TV set. And I determined that he may have had some kind of a wire going down on his towards his right arm in, in, in under and he's wearing a t-shirt type of thing and or maybe a, a some kind of a chain or something but closer up right under his Adam's apple was an obvious it looked to me like a scar and so that was what had been pointed out as being the uh, mask that you could determine that it was the mask but that didn't make any sense to me because it just was the first thing I thought was okay so are they making this so obvious that you know people can't miss this are they trying to soft disclosure type of situation but um, then Dolly sent us some pictures and they didn't turn out exactly the way she thought we're not sure why but um so then I just put in, you know, why does he have a scar on his neck? And there were quite a few articles about it. But this one just kind of tickled me, and I'm going to uh, quickly read it here. Tesla CEO Elon Musk recently, okay, this is from October 2020, recently revealed that he had had C5-C6 spinal cord surgery. This was the response of the SpaceX founder to a question by Twitter user Andy Phillips, who noticed a scar located somewhere on Elon's neck. Phillips also had a similar scar, prompting his curiosity as to whether or not Elon Musk had surgery. Elon Musk revealed, okay, the tech CEO then stepped in and stated that he previously had had a Moby-C, which is a type of cervical disc prosthesis that had previously been put at his C5, C6 segment of his spinal cord. He then revealed shocking news that the first surgery was actually a failure as it was not able to remove the bone spur that was sticking straight into his spinal cord. He then said that the second surgery turned out to be a success. Elon Musk is normally a man who, oh gee, okay, who does his research before he suggests something and is this is evident in his many interviews like the one he particularly had with blah 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 okay so then he says Elon Musk with regards to his previous surgery suggests people use Yelp <laughs> and then he goes in and Yelp you know but then he goes down and he says now Elon Musk's most recent company is known as Neuralink has been revolving around technology that improves, restores, and restores certain bodily movements by improving the way the brain works. Neuralink has recently announced a coin-sized chip that the company wants to be able to later on insert into the skull in order to have a certain thread-like wires facilitate and improve the way the brain works and repair certain functions that have otherwise become problematic. Although promises no, not to weaponize it. Yeah, although no official correlation was announced, Neuralink wants to help people with physical disabilities, either due to injury or natural born with those disabilities. The goal is to help people who have lost certain body functions due to injuries and regain it along with improving existing ones. And with and, a simple push of a button, you become a world-class assassin. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, when I found this, it just was like, where where is Musk not there? <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I it's just so strange. Yeah. They said they'll play with us. Say again? They said they'll play with us. And Dave is here. Yeah, okay, good, good. Dave came running in. He said, you're not doing this without me. <laughs> He's kind of protecting me from I don't know what. Um, From yourself, Dolly. <laughs> he says he protected me from myself. Okay. I love you too, Dave. You guys have been together before, haven't you? <laughs> I think we have. I really do. I think we were, even though I have, I, I don't know about this stuff with previous life. Um, I really believe that we were uh, together before. <laughs> um, let me see. What question were we going to ask? About uh, Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, he has definitely been replaced. And the original Elon Musk, usually uh, they've been getting rid of them uh, as soon as possible because there's so many that are evil and bad. Um, but they're kind of saving Elon Musk in a place I can't say where, of course. Uh, but Elon Musk is working for the White Hats, the, uh, the new one. And, oh, you know, I thought that, too. There's more than one of him. Uh They've got him doing so much stuff that they have, they have two and sometimes three of him. But, but the main one, there is a main character that they use most of the time. Um, let's ask about Fetterman. Oh, Betterman, oh, Betterman, bless his heart, he, he had another bad stroke in there, he's being kept breathing on machines, why, he, he was very confused, he wasn't ready, to go. The, the stroke came up and the first couple uh, were a surprise. And then, of course, it weakened his body. Um, so, and it. <laughs> Hold that. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> it took him a little while to uh, to replace him. Because of his body size, his height, 
and his girth. Uh, they they were really trying to make him the the actor part, the actor character. They were trying to make him look like Betterman, but they couldn't. Um, his face is different, very younger looking if you look at it. So it's a younger person who's replaced him. Um, and they're having trouble with this replacement. They're tr they're trying to dumb him down so he talks like Fetterman did um, before he was being replaced. <laughs> they're having trouble with this Fetterman character. <laughs> he's in politics. How dumb can he be? Uh, well, he's an actor. Walt. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's not too intelligent. Oh, yeah, he's really problem. not a politician. He's different. And the, and they say they've saying remind people that what's his name? Zelensky is an actor, and they can look him up acting in movie on the internet. Don't get too shook <clears> up <throat> in this. Yeah, I, I knew I, the first time I saw him, I knew I had seen him, seen him in a movie. So I was I was wondering, he, this man is a president. How can he be? I knew him from the movies before. I knew he was a president of any any place. Yeah. Have, you, have you forgotten about Ronald Reagan? Yeah, he he was an actor. Yeah, but we knew that they weren't <laughs> trying to sell him as yeah as a president man. He was an actor before he was a president. Yeah. They're trying to sell Zelensky as a real, whatever he's supposed to be, Grand Poopa or whatever he is. Um, I'm trying to. George George Washington and Churchill combined. Zelensky. That's who they they talk about. Oh. As George Washington. He's there, George Washington. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. What? Well, oh, uh, <clears throat> infinite. Uh, I asked about Tucker. Uh, hold on, they're having a discussion. Oops. No comment, infinite, no comment. Oh, plot <laughs> thickens, Watson. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Just keep your eyes open, he says. You never know what'll what'll show up on that one. But Tucker's a good guy. Tucker is definitely white hat, and he's. He's very, uh, uh, let's just say busy, okay? Okay. He's very busy um, trying to be able to say everything that he's saying. Um, he kind of, sort of, has a blackmail thing on them because people want him. The, he's, they're saying the people want Tucker. He's not going anywhere. <clears throat> but they can't say any more about it. 
You can't tell the enemy what you're planning, member. Okay, now. You're welcome, Infinite. Okay. Uh, he says any anything else while they're here? You guys got anything else you want? I guess not, Dave. No. no. Okay, thanks for coming. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, he's gonna he's gonna go now, but he's keeping his ears open in case I want him to come back. And the posse says, We're gonna stay and listen. And the popcorn group of course is there watching over. They aren't too excited about anything right now. So we have Dave listening the posse stand to have fun with us and popcorn group just observing. And that's all I got for you. Well, you know. It's the suspense it's your, that gets me. Yeah, you know, it's it's <laughs> like. Yeah, you kind of wonder about, you know, where are we, where are we at here with this? I, again, I'm going back to the Chronicles. You know, we've done all these radio shows. We've talked about all of this infinitum and a lot of other things. But right now, things are happening at an energetic level that we could talk about, but we weren't really experiencing back, let's just say 2020. You know, we could talk about the possible dangers of these robots and how kind of like in some ways where they were awesome but now we're confronting you know assimilation is is you know what do they say the borg oh history as you knew, know it uh, history as you knew it is over prepare yeah. to be assimilated resistance is futile resistance that's, is futile yeah yeah that's what i was going for um, well, Dave came back. He says, yes, uh, we're kind of, sort of, going through what we've been going through for all these years, but they're coming out now and showing, um, they're showing us more now, and we will be being shown more now, and some of it you have to keep your eyes and ears open to be able to witness it. So he says, I know, I know, I know, he says, it's been a long journey for you all. But over there, they have no time. Huh, Dave, I have no time anymore either. <laughs> he says, yeah, I know, darling. You just keep doing what you're doing. Oh, he wants to reiterate, we are doing our missions. We really are doing good with our missions. He knows it's tedious. He knows we're tired of it. He knows we get frustrated at times. And, and uh, he hears me saying, I just want it to be over with, damn it. <laughs> he says, I know, Dolly, I know, but. We have to play this right. And there have been some uh, 
kinks in it. There have been some where they thought they would be able to do something, but it turned out that they couldn't do some of it, and they had to do some of it in a different way. And so that made the timeline longer. He says, war is war. It's not a party in the garden. War war has its twists and turns, its wins and loses. May I ask a question, Dolly? Yes. Well, the same way that you, Dolly, have the ability to consult with your guidance group, the, the bossy, and then in, in this case you have a special friend because you have Dave. Do the White Hats have the same capability? The people working for the White Hats at different levels of uh, authority, do they have the same capability to check with the other side, you know, what what their status is and how far they are? Oh, they're working with the other side all the uh, time. Uh, so they communicate all the time. And there's aliens, what we call aliens. Uh, so they're not going dark into these, they're not going blind into these up different operations. Some of them they are, some of, most of them they aren't. Because, how do I say that? There is no time, he says, just say, because there is no time. They can see things that we can't see. They are, their energy levels are at a different rate than ours therefore they can see things we couldn't see even if we tried they, they vibrate differently he says vibrate <clears throat> at a different level so the earth is moving into a light paradigm correct give me a minute yes Yes, and we are being changed. Uh, our spirits are being changed so that we can handle the new. Let me ask something. Is it that we're at a point where we need to focus on our inner peace? Yes. Yes. Well, but we've got so much commotion around us that we have to work on both at the same time. Inner peace and outer peace. Uh, like uh, he's saying, like, you can be in a bar where there's all the noise from the band and the people are talking and there's dancing and and uh, the beers are being served and and there's all that commotion. But you need to be in a place of peace with yourself, within yourself, so that you have peace within yourself in the midst of commotion 
and that involves both your inner and outer peace. It sounds like India, organized chaos. I don't know. <laughs> did, did that work for you, Nancy? Did I say yes. it right? Thank you. Oh, good. We did it, Dave. <laughs> he says, Nancy's a tough one. But Walt, Walt's the most inquisitive. But he says, there's people in the crowd, uh, people that will be hearing this when they listen, and people in chatters, listeners, who are who are here with us, but they're not in the chat, that have questions, but they're they're. Some are afraid to answer because they don't want to look stupid. And some are just... Uh, you mean members of the posse are afraid to answer? No. The people are afraid to ask the question. Oh. And or they just... Uh, they, they just... They want to know, but they don't want to ask. But don't be afraid to ask. Y'all, don't be afraid to ask. Sounds like cabal conditioning. Yeah. That's a great that's the great way they went around controlling people. Yeah. Okay, any more? Okay, Dave. Thanks for coming back. Thank you, Posse. Thank you, Popcorn Group. Thank you, God. Okay. Unless you have more questions. Okay, well, um, no, I don't think so. But there is something out there that I kind of want to touch base with. We're going to talk about it a lot more tomorrow on Radio 5G. But you, you probably have heard of this bill that's been put up in the Congress concerning TikTok. And suppose they're calling it the TikTok bill, and supposedly it's because the Chinese are using TikTok to be able to, you know, get all sorts of information on people. Um, but I want to play something from Dr. Ron Paul, who is one of the foremost influencers in my understanding of not just the 5G, um, but the concept of so many different aspects of science that he just has a grasp of and can very succinctly explain but now he's gotten into politics and he's just as good at it so what I want to do is it's only four minutes but it'll go, it's we're going to run down with what we're, they're talking about it they call it like the restrictive bill or um, also the people that are afraid of it is the Patriot Act 2.0 so I'm just going to play that, and we'll just, you know, spend a couple of minutes talking about it. So it's only four minutes. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the weekly report. The Restrict Act restricts more than TikTok. Supporters of expanding the federal police state have found a new boogeyman to scare the people into surrendering their liberty. TikTok is a social media platform that allows users to upload their own videos. 
It is used by tens of millions of Americans and is one of the most popular websites in the world. TikTok's popularity and the fact that it is owned by a Beijing-based company, ByteDance, has led to the spread of a claim that the site is controlled by the Chinese government. Thus, the claim the Chinese government is using TikTok to collect data on U.S. citizens. Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Mark Warner introduced last month the restricting the emergence of security threats that risk information and communications technology act. The bill is being marketed as a way to protect Americans from foreign governments that use social media to spy on Americans. The Restrict Act makes no mention of TikTok or ByteDance. The Chinese government is mentioned only once in the bill when it is designated as a foreign adversary along with five other governments. What the bill does do is give the Secretary of Commerce power to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, or otherwise mitigate any risk arising from any covered transaction by any person or with respect to any property that the Secretary of Commerce determines poses an undue or unacceptable risk in a laundry list of areas. Among those areas are coercive or criminal activities by a foreign adversary that are designed to undermine democratic processes and institutions or steer policy and regulatory decisions in favor of the strategic objectives of a foreign adversary to the detriment of the national security of the United States. So the U.S. should shut down an American social media company based on the Secretary of Commerce's determination that a website, while not actually doing anything to weaken America, poses an unacceptable risk that it will. The TikTok controversy has taken attention away from the disturbing Twitter files, a release of communication between Twitter employees and governmental agencies. The communication shows how much government influenced big tech companies' decisions regarding suppressing stories and deplatforming users. If the Restrict Act becomes the Restrict Law, any site that refuses to cooperate with future efforts by the U.S. government to suppress certain stories and individuals on social media could find itself accused of working to advance the strategic objectives of a foreign adversary. Those who doubt this should consider how people who question U.S. foreign policy are smeared as Russian agents. The Restrict Act's potential victims are sites like Rumble. Rumble is a censorship-free alternative to YouTube. Rumble's commitment to free speech is so strong that it chose to block access to its site in France instead of complying with a new French law banning Russia Today and other Russian news services from French social media. Like the Patriot Act, the Restrict Act plays on people's fears to make them silent while Congress takes away more of their liberty. This bill is a blatant violation of the First Amendment that the founders intended to protect our right to engage in political speech and share political information and opinions with others. 
We should stop Congress from violating our right to discuss and share ideas on TikTok and elsewhere that challenge the political class. Thanks for listening. So yes, technically, if that goes through, I suspect that this station and many others like that one um, would be taken down and they'd have the legal rights to do it. But if you want to kind of like think of that and go like, oh my God, you know, are th- is this real? Yeah, it's very real. But tomorrow on the Radio 5G show, what follows this clip, and I don't know why it sounded garbled. I never heard it garbled. I have to check that. Um, which follows with a discussion between um, Todd Callender and Seth uh, Whitehouse concerning this very restrictive act and why Callender's a, a lawyer. He's been very, very active. He talks on a lot of different subjects. And most of the time, he's like, not. Well, when I first started listening to him, he was a little bit gloomy, you know, and doomy. And now he's on the other side because he explains why he doesn't think this will ever pass. And that, but it's very critical because it's going to throw so many people into a new awakening, let's say. And it, it's an uplifting show. But I did want to share that with you guys because you're going to be... I mean, I was hearing about this TikTok thing and, you know, it sounded like a good idea. Trump had wanted to ban TikTok, so maybe there was something to it. The Republicans in the House seemed to be on board with it. And then you get all of a sudden, you get the other side of it, which is, no, it's not a good idea. So you got any comments, Walt or, or Dolly? I no, no. <laughs> I was just, I was just thinking, thinking of what, it, what, it, what, it, what it, they want, they want to achieve, to achieve by blocking, blocking TikTok. TikTok. It's, it's like, like you're. It, it's like when you when you, when you want people to get rid of their guns, but you want people to not use a specific gun, but all other guns are allowed. It's like. There are so many ways to access the information that they, they're trying to block. They're, are they actually blocking anything? Well, they only <laughs> mentioned, they only mentioned TikTok once and China, I think, once. So it, it's being sold to us as a anti-TikTok, anti-China. But it's, it, you know, one of the things that um, was brought out by Calendar, I believe, is that when you've got why is the they they have this this uh, connection to the Patriot Act 2.0? It's because 9/11 happened, and then within a matter of weeks they're passing a bill that is like you know what is it 500 pages or something? Well, that bill was already made by think tanks. It was ready to go, and in this case, this feels like the same thing. Um, you know, one politician, somebody was explaining to the politician what the danger was, and he was like, I had no idea. It's because they're, these think tanks make these theoretic, you know, what if this happens and this happens, and they'll need this kind of law, and this is the law that will give them less freedoms, less power, and give us more. And then they orchestrate an event that forces everybody into agreeing to something that had been the the end game to begin with. So it's preemptive paranoia. 
(laughs) (laughs) It really, it really comes down to, you know, just be aware that this is what's happening, you know, and reality is what you think it is. Say no, no contract with this and leave it up to the, 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 the manifestation capabilities of the morphing of reality as we know it into what we want it to be, what we believe it really is in its essence, not this matrix of squirrely people trying to control us. And there's not very many of them. I mean, that that's where it's getting down to. It goes back to, he uh, Calendar was one of the people that, has said, and I, I, it's verified by a lot of different other people, um, including Robert Kennedy, I believe, that only 40% of the population in the United States got the vaccines. And to make everything work the way they wanted it to, the black side, they needed 75, 75% that agreed to it. So now they're into a situation where the plans have all kind of blown up in their faces and they're looking for new ways of <laughs> taking over and maybe take, trying to rush the AI is like the way they rushed the, uh, the 5G you know uh, because they were losing ground but if once you once you make the spiritual connection once you begin to you know you just say inner peace and just the, the, the just the words inner peace and just think of yourself being filled with this inner peace this will get you through a lot of what's happening around us because it it's your again this show says you know choose your heart as the master the power is love nothing works without love and manifestation you can have a lot of other garbage but it's all going to be it's all going all the garbage is going to be designed to bring you to a point of aha you know, love is the answer. So, you know, if you want to shortcut it, just say, love's the answer. <laughs> I'm good with it. Anyway, we're in the t- two minutes to the end of the show. You guys want to say goodnight? Dolly, you go first. I couldn't find my cursor. Um, thank you for being with us, y'all. Uh, please come back. And remember, love blankets. Throw up your love blankets with love and whatever else the recipient needs and do it to the whole world, even the bad guys, because they can't handle love. That's how we get even with them. Um, Just love them to death. Uh, And uh, that's it. I love y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Dolly. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Posse. Thank you, Popcorn Group. Thank you, listeners. You make it all worthwhile. Have a good night, everyone. You guys make me crazy talking about the popcorn all the time. I'm here stuck. (laughs) I'm so hungry right now. My popcorn's got caramel all over it. It's caramel popcorn. It's morphed into caramel popcorn. Okay, everybody. Radio 5G tomorrow at noontime. And um, then Dolly Shares, it's an old one, but, you know, at 7 o'clock you can hear Dolly Shares. And then we replay a few of the shows we've already done. I so thank you for all being here. And where is the outro for this show? Oh, boy. This makes me crazy because I didn't set it up. But now I got it. Be safe, everybody. Reaching.
Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Jesus.